Buenos a todos. Bienvenido a Homegrown Freaking Hustlers, man. I'm Garrett the Trash Man, your host here with Dallin the Smith. What's up? Mr. Smith. Yeah. All right, dude. Um, Larson Ways, thank you for sponsoring this podcast. They're killing it, taking care of the hassle. Hit them up. Follow Garrett Larson, G-A-R-E-T-T, space Larson on Instagram. See what Larson Waste is up to. I'm always posting things on there. Also, Garrett the Trash Man on Facebook. Really appreciate you guys listening. So uh, one thing, let you guys know what we know is like as we share our thoughts and we do these things, like we really want to make sure we're continuing to bring value. So we're going to start doing a lot of work to get other people on these podcasts with us. Other people getting different perspectives because we've noticed that like people we listen to we really get tired of just always hearing their perspective and I think in a way that we can bring value is uh, getting other people's perspectives and getting it out to you guys recording it and getting it out to you so that will be coming so prepare yourself because there's going to be so much knowledge dropping that you're going to be blown away just blown away yeah i think it'll be good because i think there's a lot of people doing similar things as us but um as you guys might know from being listeners and going through your own experiences everyone has a little bit of different perspective and uh everyone can be reading the same book and tell a different story mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be kind of cool to see different point of views that everyone sees through their own eyes so we're super excited hopefully that comes within a couple weeks yep we should have everything set up to do it. So He'll be coming, dude. All right, so my rant is real quick. It's just kind of a, an epiphany I had on a phone call I was on uh, this morning. And what it is, it's super simple. It's that um, when you share with someone where you're at as far as like how certain things are going for you, it's such a gift to that person. Like... Man, I don't, like it's been there. I don't know why it hit me so hard this morning because, I, man, I love, love when I can be with someone in a way that they're like, hey, like when you do this, it has me feel this way or it's like this for me or whatever it might be. And I realized, man, so many times I keep that. It's like, oh, when you said that, like something happened over here. And I might have acted a certain way or like hit it, not really told you how I really felt. And be open to the idea that there's a way of doing that that's non-confronting, you know. Because I had an experience with my wife that, like, I finally got, like, like I got to a place where I was able to just share that with her. Like, how I, like, listen, I'll just, I'll just give the example so it's really easy for people to grab onto. So, got a two-and-a-half-year-old. He and I, we finish up our nightly shower. We get out. I put him on the bed. And uh, he starts pooping onto into his hand and so oh my gosh he's like oh and i'm like ah what the freak like what are you doing because he's like he's like in this crazy place right now figuring out like the valve movements because we're in the middle of potty training and everything so i'm like ah and i'm like grabbing him and i'm trying to put him on the toilet and he's like and i'm just screaming for my wife i'm like tasha tasha (laughs) and she's downstairs vacuuming which is like awesome. Like I got her to a place where she's like, yeah, you know what? I do want to vacuum the house a couple times a week. Like that will make this a better place to live. And I want to do that. So it's like, but I'm like screaming and uh, it takes her a while. And when she gets up, like, I don't even remember what she said, but I know what was going on with me was it was like, Hey, like take it easy. Like it, it kind of set me off. 
because like she, I felt like she had an attitude towards me. And what I wanted to say was like, hey, he's freaking pooping. Can you not hear me? Are you deaf? Like, I need your help. Like, da, da, da. And like, I could tell that that was happening to me. So I was just quiet. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's get this handled. There's poop. And I like, cleaned it up. I don't know what to do. And like, I'm so excited to have kids now. Thank yeah. you, bro. And like, gave me a quick second to step back and be like, okay, what's really going on here? What's my intentions with my wife? And like, what's happening? And so I know in the past, like, she's like, okay, I didn't like how you were yelling for me. And, I, and then she comes up and I'm trying to tell her how, like, it's really dumb how she she was wrong with how she spoke to me. And it's just boom, 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 clash, clash, clash. Like, that's generally how it's gone in the past. And I was like, hold up. Let the emotions die down. What's really going on here? I'm like, okay. I got a chance to share with her, like, how it was for me but in a way where it was non-combative. So what that looked like, so I was just like, Tasha, what I want you to know first off is I'm blown away at what you do every day. Like, you're an amazing mother. Like, I was losing my mind because there was poop, and I'm like, you deal with that all day every day. And you do it in a way where he feels loved, and you keep our house together. And then, like, truly, authentically, like, that's amazing. You're amazing at what you do. I can't do that clearly. And I want you to know that, like, the only way, like, it seems like how I was yelling for you, like, I didn't mean to do that in a way that upset you. I was panicking because I can't do what you do. And she was like, oh, wow, like, really? Well, thanks a lot. And I was like, and, like, I want you to know, like, how you responded to me, I didn't necessarily love either. And she was, like, totally open and like, I know, like, uh, yeah, like, I didn't love how you were yelling at me, but I didn't really know what was going on. And, like, I'm sorry. And, and like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be more awake to that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, awesome. Like, this is great. And uh, so it was such a gift to her, going back to what I was saying, like, that I shared with her how I felt. And if it was, like, non-combative to her. And that was because I kept my intentions present. They weren't for a while. So I, I let my emotions calm down, took some time to be thoughtful of what my intentions were. Not necessarily what I was going to say to her, but just when I was clear on my intentions, what to say and how to say it just came easy. So I was just going to do a real short rant, and that turned into like a five-minute rant. Oh, you're good. So, dude, what, what you got to say? Um, so I'll, I had a funny experience this morning. Uh, shout out to my homie, Evan Smith. It's his birthday today. And uh, <clears throat> I was talking to him uh, last night on the phone because he had a couple questions, and I was trying to help the fool out. And uh, after we got off the phone, I had some more things. I was like, I'll call the fool in the, mo- in the morning. And, uh, you know, call the fool and wasn't thinking much of it answered his questions like cool peace and then like three hours later um he pooped yeah probably (laughs) probably did um he posted a picture on instagram and he was like yeah like crazy you know to think that i'm 28 you know and i'm like holy shit it's his birthday and he's like one of my really close friends and uh i just was a cool experience for me because normally in the past how I would have reacted to that is I would have texted him and be like, yo, happy birthday, bro. Like, hope you have a great day. And probably just ignored the fact that I forgot to like <laughs> let him like straight, just be honest with like, dude, I had no idea it's your birthday. Um, and, and it was funny. Cause then I started thinking about, it. I was like, dude, how many, like I have like best ass friends. Like for example, Garrett, the trash man, I know his birthday is in October. I don't know what 
day it is. If I was to guess, it's like the 24th through the 26th. Am I even close? Yeah, dude. 26th. See, I knew, I knew, I knew it was for somewhere around there, but it's not like even if it was to hit on the 26th, I wouldn't be like, shit, it's Garrett's birthday. Like, dude, I, I couldn't tell you what today's date is. Exactly. That's that's my whole thing. And and I guess what the, the point I was trying to get across is like, I, I think there's a lot of good friends that a lot of people have that are the same way. Like, you really like them and you want to sell their birthday, but like you said, there's just it's something that a lot of people don't think about like their days unless it's maybe your wife. And even then, there's people yeah. That. Um, and so what I did, I just I called them right up. I was like, bro. I'm so sorry. We were on the phone earlier. I'm going to be straight up with you. I forgot it was your birthday and it was kind of cool, but I just like, I just want to let you know that me forgetting your birthday doesn't change anything the way I feel. You still know, like you're one of my closest homies. Like we've had awesome times. Like I'm excited that um, it's your birthday. Hope you do fun stuff. I'm sad. I can't be there. Yada, yada. And it was super cool because he was super real back with me. He's like, dude, I'm going to be honest. Like thank you. Like, I never thought that once about you. Like, I know you care about me more and, and, you know, a a simple happy birthday. Like, you know, it it means something on your birthday, but like the fact that you you even reached out to me after you forgot, instead of just kind of playing it off and being fake about it means way more to me. So now I know that if it ever happens again, you're a busy guy. And I even asked, and he was straight up with me. He's like, dude, I'm going to be honest. I don't know when your birthday is either. And I'm like, hell yeah, we lived together for like six years, but none of us know when our birthdays are. So it was super cool. Basically what it was saying, don't, even though, um, we, me and Garrett talk about like, be real and be up up front and honest with people and yourself, even if it's your close friends, a lot of them won't even care, but it seems like it's so, so simple, but it is always one of the hardest things you're going to do. So it was kind of cool to kind of break that hard trial, I guess you would call it and just do it. So you'd think you'd be edgy and you get into it. It's not edgy. Yeah. And then we kind of laughed about, and then we just started talking about nonsense and it was good. So that's what I wanted to rant about. Sweet. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, let's dive into today's topic. Yeah. Um, I think this is a pretty cool topic. It's uh, something that I think will be helpful for a lot of people. Um, And it's what we do best at Homegrown Hustlers is we talk about things that we're currently doing and going through and experiencing. Um, So what what would you like to call this title? So I would say it's uh, like, how to choose between opportunities. Yes. Because if you're up to something in your life, if you're hustling, like one thing that happens a lot is you get plenty of opportunities. And I, and I might add to that is, uh, you're right. If you're doing things right in your life, I think opportunities are just going to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, not even that. I think if you're awake, yeah, there's opportunities all around. Yeah. You. They're, you just they're be all looking around. For them. I mean, what was it yesterday? Yeah, we we're talking about like three different businesses that we could start, and it'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think, like we literally could probably choose any of those if we felt like it, and it would be successful. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so, like, opportunities are always there, and you have these opportunities and these chances. And it's like, man, how do you choose by them? And like, what do you do? And what's our thought process? And Dallin and I honestly haven't really washed this out too much, but what we thought is like, hey, let's let's talk about what's going on. Um, and just kind of have this conversation on the podcast. Yeah. Cause, uh, so what's going on is like, we've got this cousin down and I, this mutual cousin, he's a super cool guy. His name's Tanner Davies. Um, I've worked with him in the past, um, doing sales and he's just a phenomenal salesman. Oh yeah. He builds these sales teams. He's gone to a couple different companies. It doesn't matter what he's selling, insurance, alarm, solar, He's extremely successful. Trash. <laughs> yeah, he's trash. sold a lot of stuff. Yeah. Cars, high, golf clubs. Golf clubs, yeah. Just a high producer, like a very powerful guy. Like I really, really like this this man. 
Anyway, he and I had a conversation. It had been a while since I talked to him, so I was going to be down where he lived, and so I just hit him up. I was like, dude, let's uh, let's go grab lunch. Are you available? And he's like, yeah. So anyway, he was telling me what he was up to and the opportunity that was. And um, what it is is him and uh, a partner have started a company um, uh, that, uh, that sells solar systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, solar power systems, and he'd been working. I guess all that doesn't matter. Anyway, like what he turned out is like, man, he's really produced a company that is really advantageous to the salesman, like extremely advantageous to them, like better opportunity. I've I've been in the sales world, the door to door sales world, and seen the numbers that uh, different companies offer, and they're they're great. Like if you haven't been a part of that, you'll be amazed at what people can go make in three or four months doing a summer sales program. They'll make way more than most of you guys will make in a year. It's freaking yeah. bizarre. It's it's insane. It's hard, but it's it's pretty yeah, rewarding. It's, it's super difficult, but yeah, if you can do it, you make a lot of money. And it's 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 an awesome thing. I loved my time doing that. Anyway, it was such an awesome opportunity of what he explained of like, "Hey, you can go sell this, this is how much you can make." And he wasn't even really like selling me on it. We were just having a conversation around it. Like, hey, this is how I set up my business. And I was like, dude, this is absolutely incredible. And so Dallin and I have kind of had this open conversation of like what his future looks like here at Larson Waste. Because, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't think we got clear enough at this in the first, but I was kind of in panic mode when you first came on because... I just let a manager go, and there was a lot happening. I was like, dude, I just need someone down here that I can point and trust that you're going to do things in a way that, like, I work. Don't have to worry about. Yeah, I can just be like, take care of that. Like, and we'll, like, I can go, and we can, like, tinker and try to make it, quote, unquote, perfect or, or whatever sure. we think later. But I can trust you to just go and get it handled for the time being. Mm-hmm. And it will be in definitely an acceptable manner. Yeah. And and we've been doing that for, what, the past year now? Yeah, yep. We'll and so it's year. like, it's really kind of time to, like, revisit this conversation. Like, um, you know, it's like you came down, you did your thing, you got your degree now. It's like, okay, like, really, what's your next thing? Do you see your long-term future at Larson Weiss? Anyway, when he told me this opportunity, it just occurred for me, like, I really need to freaking share this with Dallin because – if I wasn't where I was at in Larson Waste and so excited about what I'm up to now, this is an opportunity that I would jump on right away. And so this may be something for Dallin. And, and so I shared it with Dallin. And so maybe I'll, I'll just pass it on to you. Like, what what have been your thoughts, like, leading up to this? And then, like, as we've started discussing with those guys that have this company, like, what's going on over there for you? Um. So... I kind of want to share a little bit about like the emotional side of like me on the receiving end because I think a lot of people, this is kind of a cool experience um, that I hope most listeners, if you don't have this kind of relationship with your business partner, your boss, or your manager, I think it's something that you should develop because I think a lot of it could jump to conclusions because there was a lot of wordage that when it first came out, when Garrett was like, yo, dude, I met with Tanner. He gave me this job opportunity. I'm not going to lie. I thought of you like you should totally take it. And like typically your human would have been like, oh, shit, you don't want me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fired. Yeah. Are you trying to say like my job doesn't exist anymore? And what it and that wasn't the case at all. Like it never it never occurred for me of that. It was more just like Garrett was like, dude, if like I'm not gonna lie, like if I wasn't freaking CEO of sixty people right now, I would be 
thinking about trying it because it just it's such a good opportunity, which is good. That's what that's what the whole point of this is saying. Everyone should you should always be constantly reevaluating where you're at and if it's the best thing for you because there's always going to be these other ideas and job offers and opportunities and it's okay even if you've been at some place for 20 years or you've been put uh, at somewhere for a year. It's always good to look to see how you can change your life because what like we've talked about in other podcasts is when you change, you grow because you it's going to push you to do something uncomfortable and new and different, and it's just going to keep building your your repertoire of like skills and you know. And so, something that just came through my came came to mind was like, yeah, if you've been there for twenty years or one year, six months or however long it's been, like, are you staying there because it's the best opportunity? Or are you staying there of fear from from the unknown? Yes. Like, is it fear that's tying you down, or is it the great opportunity? Yes. Because a fear is going to lead to misery in the long run. Like, you can be like, I missed opportunities. I did this. I didn't do that. Like, oh, I stayed here, and I shouldn't have. And like, what if this? What if that? Yeah. Now, if, like you said, I love what you said, like constantly reevaluating, like, okay, is this the best? Like, am I still here because I do see it as my best opportunity, or am I still here because I'm afraid? Right. And yeah, if you're awake to that question and you're asking yourself that on a weekly basis, like, man, your productivity will be through the roof because you'll be like, this is my best opportunity. I've got to seize it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the cool thing about that is uh, once we started talking about it, that's what it exactly did. It started to trigger that. I'm like, okay, wh- why? What's and that's and this is perfect too because, like Gary said, we're kind of at like the year mark of of everything. I'm like, okay, why was I here? What were my goals? What did I accomplish? And then I'm like, okay, now am I staying here because and and to get back to that point of like I said. It, the whole the reason why Garrett brought it up wasn't saying because I'm fired. He was just saying, dude, like as we work together, we've seen your potential, uh, your and my potential, and the potential of the company and where it's going. And basically, was like, you're more than welcome to stay. This is our five year plan. This is our ten year plan. Who's to say it's actually going to work? If it does, great. We want you to be a part of it. If you want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, but if you feel like you can accomplish so much more, don't let me hold back. And that's the cool part. And that's the relationship part I was trying to stress. You guys need to be on that level with everyone because like Garrett said, if you're not at somewhere because that's the best opportunity for you, it's going to lead to misery. And so it was really cool that Garrett was already thinking about that for me. He's like, Hey, I just want to evaluate where you at. And, uh, so, you know, I went through some cool processes in my, in my mind and I was like, okay, let me sit down and think, do I like living, um, and Snowflake, has that been good for me? Um, is my wife um, really set on being here? There's a, just a ton of factors that were going through my yeah, mind. Every decision has yeah, it has yeah, a, all these different things that play into it. It's it, not simple. Yeah, like, and I wanted to point out what you said. Like one of the biggest things that instantly jumped in my my mind, which is I think 95 percent of what jumps in everyone else's mind, is the fear of change. Mm-hmm. And there was just so many factors that instantly started coming in my mind. Like, oh crap, I have to move. I have to find a new place to live. I have to storage. I have to find this. I have to find that. And I'm like, oh gosh, is it just easier to stay? And then I and then I had to stop. I'm like, okay, what is my goals? What do I want out of life? What What do I want to do for work? And so, um, I'm going to be honest. I'm still working through it, and I'm and I'm not saying I'm not going to not do it, but I'm going to hear it out, and I'm going to play out all my options. And um, like Garrett said, there's always going to be more opportunities. But I think the fact that what we are doing right now is a reevaluating 
um, the opportunity and where I'm at. And you're right, maybe it might be best for me to stay here for another six months and then something else is going to come up. Or maybe it's best I stay here for three more years. Yeah. But the, the fact is that we're well, awake I think, to it. Like you said, yeah, reevaluating it because like what it looks like you moving forward and how you operate in this company would be different than what it did. Oh, yeah. And Things that's have what changed reevaluating so much. is yeah. like so useful because it's like, great, like, is this the best place? And if it is, like, okay, what does success look like here? Because that's different from last year. And what what could happen if we're not careful is it could just be like, oh, we just keep floating along. Yeah. Like, we just keep floating along and it's like, you're here. So, like, nothing's really said. You just kind of do what you see that maybe you should do. It's not super clear to you. And it's just floating along. It's like, oh, well, and that's what I think leads to a big problem is in whether it's three years, four years, five, a year, it's like I've just floated along for this past year. Like it was really clear to me how to how to be successful here at this company that first year. Then after we did that, I just floated for the last two years. And I don't like I'm miserable now. Yeah. Like you wake up and you're like, oh, holy cow. Like how do, why am I so miserable in this? Like what changed? And it's like, well, that changed. Like it wasn't, wasn't clear. So, uh, I think that's perfect how you put that. Yeah. And just to, to wrap it up, the last thing that literally popped in my mind as you were talking that I want to get it across to our listeners, um, about this podcast that is insanely important. And I want everyone to remember this because I think a lot of us forget this, you are never stuck. You can always change. Is it going to be hard? Is it going to be easy? Is there a lot of factors that are involved? Yes, but I can't emphasize this enough. And we've mentioned before, but basically what Garrett was saying too, like even if you've been there for 20 freaking years and you're complacent and you're comfortable or whatever and you might hate your damn job, you're not stuck. Mm-hmm. Sure, they might provide insurance, which another job won't, but you're never stuck. You can always change. You're going to have to be willing to sacrifice some things like maybe a pay cut or an insurance cut or you might have to move and it might bring some serious difficulty and hard times, but those are going to be good for you in the long run if you want it. If you don't want it, you're right. It's just going to bring you some shit and some misery and it's going to probably ruin your marriage and ruin some relationships for what? Nothing. Just to be miserable again. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're stuck and you want out, then logically think of something that you want to do that's going to be yeah. worth it be, for you because it's not going to be, be powerful. easy. Yeah, it's just not going to be easy, but nothing easy is worthwhile in life. So yeah. please remember that, guys. You guys can do it. If you have questions or concerns or maybe you need help getting unstuck, reach out to us. That's what we're here for because, like I said, we're going through this, so we can tell you what we're doing that t- maybe help us get unstuck. And uh, we would love to sit down and on a phone call or messaging you, each of you and help you out so you don't have to feel stuck. Keep so. hustling, fools. Peace.